Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and this show, Solid Steps Radio, was started about a decade ago with the idea and the, the intent that we wanted to do a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. We know that men are really good at talking about sports, weather, and politics, but we believe there's more to life than that. Those things are fine, but if you're not having a conversation about the deeper things of life, then you are missing out on the life God intended with for you. And we believe here at Solid Steps that if you are not walking with the man and the person of Jesus Christ, that you are not fulfilling God's destiny for you. Now, that being said, we just want to be a tool in the toolbox of men to say, I want to have a resource to go to to hear conversations that just I don't hear all the time because I am guilty of not having the, the deep conversations sometimes that I need to have. So today's topic is as deep as, this, as it can go. This is a very deep topic. So this is probably going to be a PG-13. So if your parents listening that just know there's going to be content that you may say, I don't want anybody under a certain age. But I would argue as a parent of six boys that you need to err on the side of them hearing this, then not hearing this. Maybe you need to hear it first and then listen to it with them later. That being said, that's the warning. Uh, we're going to talk today about something that every man needs to have a conversation about. Because it's more than about your body parts. Sex is about your heart, your mind, your soul, and God's creation. Here's a fact that you may not even really realize. God created sex. Satan did not create sex. Satan made it dirty. Sex is not dirty. When created, as God created it, sex is a gift from God, but Satan wants to lie to people and tell them that it's dirty, wrong, and bad. And so that's happened since the beginning, and now we're wrestling with it today in 2023. That being said, today's show with two young men who I am really getting, enjoying getting to know and want to hear their story about their journey and how they now want to minister to other men who are battling with sexual addiction. So welcome, Jacob and John Michael. Thanks for having us on. We're really excited to talk to you guys. Well, we are really pumped. Um, you know, John Michael, when we first met several months ago, and I go, we got it. Chad, we got to get these guys on the radio, and we because I just want to unpack your story. So, mm. um, okay, John Michael, you, you're 22 years old. Yep. Jacob, you, what you're tw- 25. Yeah. 25 years old, and you guys, uh, let's just jump right in. John Michael, we'll start with you first. Um, you were first introduced to porn when? Yeah, I grew up in an amazing Christian home. You know, hearing the gospel all the time, and even in the context of that kind of blessing, you know, just gift, I came across pornography for the first time when I was age eight. And, you know, that, that might be shocking to some people, uh, but very quickly, you know, as, as I got exposed for the first time, that initial curiosity uh, turned into an addiction. And, you know, started going back to that. And then especially when I got my phone for the first time. Now, was that, was that, first, uh, was that first experience? Was that on a computer or what, what was it? A magazine. A magazine. So I know that sounds, that sounds old. I know that's like really old. But yes, magazine. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, then as I got more access to devices, you know, my parents were really good about that. My dad actually was involved with Covenant Eyes. So they talked to us about stuff. But five years later... And like too late, I had already been exposed for several years. And at that point I was actively looking for any way I could get my hands on it. So, you know, growing up in an amazing Christian home, 
all that blessing. I knew it was wrong from the very first time. You Like most people, you immediately know that this is not according to God's good design. And yet, uh, you know, the, there's desires, there's sin in our hearts, and there's a lot of sin in my heart. And over time, especially because it started so early, I got really good at living that double lifestyle, you know, of being involved in church, you know, on worship teams. I led youth group and I had theological discussions. I had the, the quote unquote, you know, good chats with, with the guys and praying with people. And at the same time, fostering and feeding a growing addiction to pornography and other areas of sexual sin. How, how, how much at first was it curiosity before it came into, I mean, like I, I, you just, you're now you're seeking it out mm. uh, aggressively. How, how long did that take? I mean, the first, it, it's, it's hard to remember thinking back to, you know, when you're eight years old, some of my earliest, like I can't remember life really without exposure to pornography on a regular level. So some of my first memories are the, the shock and then the curiosity that follows of getting exposed to porn for the first time. And, you know, it's, it starts softer, uh, but there, especially on with videos and everything, there's access to so much horror and destruction and broken versions of God's good design. Uh, and curiosity was there a little bit at the beginning, but it did not take long before it was, uh, I'm just going back for this. I'm trying to find every opportunity. I mean, like any other addiction, it's amazing how resourceful and creative you can be uh, finding opportunities. Quick question. Did at any point, did you ever confess to anyone, a friend, hey man, I really am struggling with this or was it constant lying? Constant lying. Mm. Even when my dad sat down with me, talked to me about pornography, uh, I just kind of sat back and felt awkward and I knew exactly what he was talking about, but I just played dumb and kept going. Mm. And, you know, I, I was even taken to men's conferences and the porn discussions and I'd get really scared because so often these conferences and books are focused on statistics. Not a bad thing, often so true. I am one of those statistics, being exposed at eight years old in the church. But they did not offer the hope or really uh, the steps forward. So I would go to these things, and I'd just feel convicted. And then, then, then I'd be like, you know what, but I actually really want that. And I wouldn't tell anyone. So I should have, but I just didn't. So what? Uh, uh, there's guys who are listening to this right now who have eight year old sons mm. and ten year old sons. What? What would you tell like your dad if you? I mean, you could back up. Um, what could your dad and mom have done maybe different? Yeah, I mean, when when Jake shares his story, I think that's kind of what the positive version looks like. I think. One of the issues was if you if you think of this as oh I'm going to have one sit down conversation with my son or with my daughter you know we're going to talk about it and if they have issues they can come to me later that that's not how it works today kids like I should have gone to my parents I knew it was wrong but I didn't you're as the parent you're the one who God has given responsibility to to shepherd your child's heart you have to be the one to make that happen and we wish we could wait till thirteen fourteen fifteen to talk about these things. Culture has forced us to talk sooner. A, a friend of mine once said, he's like, culture got to me before my parents did. Mm. And that, I mean, that's, that's true for my story. Wow. Okay, so let's just jump real quickly to you, Jacob. You've got, mm. what happened with you? 
So I had I had the incredible opportunity to grow up in, in, a, in a home that was so similar to Jamichael's. And in all honesty, our parents um, did a lot of the same stuff. But, you know, my mom talked to me about the dangers of pornography from a really, really young age. I remember, like, really distinctly asking her, um, you know, I was like, Mom, why why do people watch naked people? That's weird. Like, who, who cares? And mom's just like, hey, look, I've told you kind of a, as a, in a category sense what this is. But like, trust me, you'll, you know, you'll stumble across this. You can always talk to me about it. And so by the grace of God, I knew what porn was. And when later, when it started to click to me, why people watch this, I never did. And by the grace of God, I never got hooked on, on pornography. And that's due to the grace of God, a faithful mom in particular, both my mom and dad were on the same page, but my mom would constantly be asking me about it. Just letting me know, Hey, you can always come and talk to me about this. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for mm. that, for that gift. And maybe the testimony that it's possible, mm. you know, like we, God's not in the business. We're not in the business of making promises that like we live in a fallen world. Absolutely. But if you have these conversations with your children in, in an open spirit, in an honest way early, you have a good chance of having kids who will look you in the eye and be like, all right, I know what this is. I'm not interested. And I, I've never watched pornography. I'm grateful for that. I'm mm. so grateful for that opportunity. So the key, the key I'm hearing mm. is start really early mm. and consistently. Yeah. I Again, I didn't know why anyone would want to watch naked people having sex. That's, ugh, that's gross. That's nine-year-old me. That was, that was my mentality. I, I, man, it's when I hit puberty, I got those categories filled in pretty nicely why someone would want to do that. <laughs> but at that point I knew, and, and you know what, here's another thing. I knew that every single thing I saw on any one of my devices was monitored by my parents. Mm. And I was okay with that. I, I knew the deal, I, you know, covenant eyes. And that helped me. The times I wanted to, uh, I wanted to look at something, I was like, eh, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. By the grace of God, that's the, the testimony I have. But that, that leads us to, I want to help people have the opportunity to have that story because so many people don't. Wow. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to pick back up on that this next segment. So we got three more segments left. We need about another 33 segments, but we only have three more. So we're going to take a break, come back, and talk more about a documentary that is available for you to watch about this topic by these two gentlemen here on Solid Steps Room. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care, if you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank podloo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional sounding podcast or video cast, you want to look and sound great, Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podloo.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. So in our first segment, we were talking to John Michael and Jacob about their journey of being young men exposed to pornography and or to sexual sin at an early age. And we're going to hear more about how they came from there to now and God's grace in that. So Jacob, you mentioned you really weren't exposed to porn, but 
just because you're not exposed to porn doesn't mean that you don't have mm. some other issues. Absolutely. Talk about that. Yeah. So, so like I had said, right. Um, pornography proper, if you will, not something I've ever struggled with, but throughout my entire teenage years, I was addicted to a pattern of self gratifying sexual sin. And I think every man here knows exactly what I'm talking about. And so you know, I would just give in to that lust uh, over and over and over again. And, and every once in a while, you know, I'd, I'd feel a bit of guilt. I'd flip through my Bible. I wouldn't see that word in there. And so I would go, all right, we're good. And I never, I never dealt with that properly until I came to a point, And it's a slow point. Sometimes conviction takes time, but there were some conferences, some getting, reading more uh, books on the topic and, and just going like, you know, reading Matthew 5 properly, what Jesus calls lust and realizing, look, this pattern of self-gratification I'm giving myself into, that's wrong. That is not honoring, that's not honoring, obviously for me as a straight male, honoring the sisters in my life, that that fantasy that I would go into over and over again. And so I had to be, I had to, to kill that sin in my life. And mm. by the grace of God, it took a long time, a lot of fighting, but I, you know, I, I have freedom from that habitual sin. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that as well. And so for me, and, and Jim Michael will talk a bit about, because, you know, we had freedom at about a similar time. I, I absolutely, at that time in my life where I was really fighting sin, I just fell in love with the gospel. I started reading mm. my Bible again properly, my spiritual, mm. my devotions, like everything in the Christian life. And this is so often true when you have secret sin in your life, you're not, I, mean, I was not experiencing the joy of the Lord. And once I did, and, and I did because of putting that sin to death, that started me on a pathway of, of wanting to pursue ministry. But we, we can kind of pick up there. I'm sure you want to ask J. Michael some questions. Well, I do, I, I, because thank you for sharing that. And mm. John Michael, I'm going to talk about how you found freedom. I mean, you're 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, and, and how long were you addicted to porn? And then what happened to to for you? What was the trigger point for you to begin mm. to move towards freedom? Yeah, I was addicted to pornography for nearly a decade. Like that went on for years and years and years. And, you know, that whole time, like I was saying before, I got really good at that double lifestyle. And ultimately, I was not loving people well. I started to look for ways that I could act out on that sexual sin beyond the screen. And even as I was looking for those open doors, by God's grace, just in his kindness, he put some older Christian guys in my life who imaged what it looked like to walk faithfully before the Lord, to be transparent, even just in their weakness. These guys are not perfect guys. And it's not like they were so much older than me or anything, but they imaged to me what it looked like to follow the Lord uh, with integrity, praying together, reading the Bible, going to conferences, talking about sin in their lives. And I remember one time very distinctly in my parents' garage, we were just sitting together in like a little huddle. They were talking about a purity conference that they had been to, sharing how they were convicted about sin in their lives. And I remember the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Like, if you don't open up right now, if you don't confess your sin to these guys, you never will. And you're going to remain a hypocrite living this double lifestyle for the rest of your life. So by God's grace, in that moment, I, that was the first time I opened up to anyone about my addiction to pornography. Voluntarily confessed my sin to those brothers no one, no one before. No that. one knew that before. That. No one for, for nearly a decade. Wow! Not even a friend who you were doing it with, or saying, "Hey, man," I, no one, nothing. And at that point, I I heard statistics, so I knew a lot of guys struggled. 
but it was really caught in that cycle of guilt and shame driving me more into secrecy and I was pretty good with tech so I was able to hide my tracks so in that moment that was when really even just for the first time I was confessing it to God so many other times I'd said never again that's the last time I'll I'll no more but I, I wasn't properly repenting before the Lord with my sin and because of that it was choking out my love for God it was instead of choking out sexual sin, trying to starve it in my life, I was choking out my love for the Lord. That's the way sin always works. Yeah. But it was so evident in my life. Uh, so after that, the Lord you know, used these guys. We started doing accountability together, talking about it, just sharing, uh, confessing sin to each other, holding each other accountable. And then I took a 12-step program uh, and through that and some good books. The Lord, just over a couple years, fighting sin, you know, Two steps forward, one step back, the kind of classic. It was slow, but through that process, the Lord has given me total freedom from pornography. And I was able to walk into my marriage, start dating, and have no pornography in there. Mm. And walk in with integrity and clarity and truth and say to my wife, hey, this is an area that I've struggled in the past. This will still impact our marriage to some degree, but I can say in, in total truth, I no longer struggle with an addiction to pornography that was probably the greatest gift I was able to bring to my marriage. What, what, that day that you were in the garage, I, there, there had to be a war going on mm-hmm. in your heart and your mind. Talk about that. I, I sometimes forget until I talk to guys again how much fear there is. Y- you know, even when we talk about trying to like, normalize sin in a good way, like as in everybody struggles, and that is true, that still doesn't take away the amount of fear and deep shame that many people feel because of the, the darkness that pornography is. So that was, it was a hundred percent a gift of the Holy spirit that I did open up to those people there. That was a, a divine thing uh, because up till that point I was leaning on my own strength, trying to white knuckle it, which never works. So that was when I could start saying like, in truth, I love the Lord and I love the people around me. Not perfectly still broken. I'm not a perfect person. Uh, but the Lord has done a lot. And I'm so grateful. That's awesome. You want to make a comment, Jacob, from that? So, um, so but that that freedom mm. and your freedom that that catapulted mm. to what? Yeah, I mean, Jamichael and I we were friends before, but that really started like that brother in Christ, brother like that that friendship really came as a catalyst of talking to each other about these kind of conversations, and so. And for us, like our, our, like the just gratitude for God, to God for what he had done, like the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, you know, we know what we've been forgiven from. And that's, that is just incredible. That kind of put us both on the track for ministry. And so a bit of a windy path, but we both ended up at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And I went there about a year before John Michael did. And so I got the opportunity to get coffee with a guy named Tim Challies, and I'm sure Many of your listeners have heard of him. So I got coffee with him and I asked him about his book, Sexual Detox. And because, and Tim, Tim's a really funny guy. You know, I asked him about it and he's like, eh, the book's fine. There are, <laughs> he's like, there are better books. Uh, he's, he's got a great sense of humor. <laughs> and then he stopped and he looked at me and he's like, you know what? It's interesting to me. We have this video problem of pornography. And in answer, we typically write books. You know, there could be a space for a, video-oriented, counseling-oriented resource to tackle this issue. And I was like, like, 
dude. Ding, 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 ding. I was ding. like, and <laughs> now Tim, Tim didn't know that Jamichael and I had, and uh, there's a hundred other stories there, but we have um, a history in, in film. We'd worked in, in film for a while. And so I left that conversation going, just really chewing on this. Like this is, oh, this is so interesting. I called Jamichael and I said, bro, you know, sexual sin has been such a big part of our life. We have these tools and these cameras. What would it look like for us to put together a teaching resource, a documentary on this issue of pornography? And that catapulted a whole year of reaching out to some of the authors that meant so much to us over the years who mm. have helped us, you know, putting funding together. We, uh, one of our commitments was to offer this as a, as a free resource. And so we can, we can talk about that, but all of that culminated mass film schedules, the whole, the whole nine yards to last year or sorry, this year, early this year in January, we premiered our documentary into the light and into the light is a, it's a teaching resource. It's, we made it for people. We made it for strugglers. We made it for the church and it, it walks through that process of change from bondage and sexual sin to freedom in Christ. And our heart behind it is, hey, look, there's a lot of great books out there. There really are. Not everyone's a reader, right? Not everyone's a reader. The, the vast majority of guys <laughs> don't read. <laughs> totally. Don't read a whole book, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so we made the, we made the documentary, and, and God's been really good over the last, over the last you know, half year or so since it's been out. We've got to hear some really cool stories, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. So talk to our listeners. You, it came out in January. Mm-hmm. Of this year, but you, how long were you working on it? We started it in 2021 and it came out in early 2023. Wow, that's impressive. Go ahead. So we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to hear a little bit more about the documentary. We're going to hear a little bit more about uh, how this is ministered to different people and really kind of get down to some of the, uh, the, the, we call it the tip of the spear. Pornography is the tip of the spear, what people Mm. see once you got staring at you, but behind that is really a lot more of the issue. So we're going to talk more about what that looks like in men's hearts and why we even get there on Solid Steps Radio. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, Overall, dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through and you will be thankful you called them. So first two segments, we talked a little bit about our guests' history, and now we're going to talk a little bit more about their documentary, Into the Light. So, John Michael, in the break, you told us, uh, you told Chad and myself, the story about a credit card. Mm. What, what happened here? Yeah, I mean, so years before I was able to open up to these guys and get help, I remember feeling really convicted one time. I think it was a couple years before that. And you're thinking, you know what? You know, I really need help. And I had heard the book Finally Free recommended to me before at a talk or something. It's like, so I got on the computer, went on Amazon, typed it in, and was about to buy it. And then I realized 
number one, this is going to show up on my mom's credit card history. And I definitely don't want her knowing or seeing that. And then number two, if I actually get it, I'll have to walk around with a book that says porn right on the front <laughs> and, and be around my family with that. I also don't want that. So what I did was I shut the computer and I didn't get help for two more years. And if, if I'd only had the courage to open up to people, to you know, be public about that, that would have, you know, I would have had years of freedom before that, Lord willing. Uh, but just the fact that I had to pay for a book and walk around with something like that was enough to stop me from getting help. And that's one of the reasons that we made this documentary free. It's freely available on our website. It's because we want to remove every barrier possible to the hope and to the gospel, reaching young people, older people who maybe even are trying to get away. You know, when we, when we premiered our documentary, we know of three different instances of young men coming to it, fully intending not to talk to anyone, like saying, I'm, I'm going to come to this, but I'm not going to tell anybody about my story that I struggle. And the Holy Spirit convicted them as they were watching. They started crying. And at the end of the documentary, they opened up to the people beside them and walked out of there with discipleship towards freedom. Like, by God's grace, that is the Holy Spirit working. That's why we want to make this free and available to be used by anyone, no matter their circumstances. I, I, I love that. Jacob, talk, as you guys were, you know, producing this resource, mm. what were you finding out about um, as you're putting this together? Yeah. So we, we jumped into the resource. You know, we're, we're a couple of nerds, and so we, we love books. <laughs> books have been really By, by the us. way, listeners, if you, yeah. if you can't detect, they have a little bit of an accent <laughs> Both of these guys are foreigners um, <laughs> from the land of the north. We, we from the land igloos. of the north. <laughs> They're from Canada, and uh, it's just awesome to have you guys. Anyway, yeah. I interrupted you. Go no, ahead, no, Jacob. No, no, no. <laughs> land, of the, land of the great white north. That's right. Yeah, so, so we actually, I mean, we came for the filming process. We came to the States. We spent a lot of time in the States, you know, going out to D.C. to film with Garrett Kell and Deepak Reju. Uh, these are two incredible uh, authors and pastors and speakers down south to Heath Lambert. So the content of the documentary, really the backbone of it is various speakers on the issue of pornography who, who kind of, you know, they take each take a chapter that walks through that process of change. And so, you know, we, we learned a lot of things. I mean, Jamichael said that the documentary is free. It's, it's free. In a sense, it's not free. We had to, so we spent a summer crowdfunding it. So it was, it's free because hundreds of Christians sacrificially mm. gave over the course of a summer in order to, to fund it. So that took a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stories in there. But one of the things, you know, that was interesting is this is a, this is a show for men. So we're talking, we're using, all, you know, examples of the guys here. Um, but one of our convictions was, you know, we want to create a documentary that is for men and women. And because often we do only speak of this as a male problem. And the problem with that is women in the church who do struggle with pornography and increasingly more and more, they hear, ah, this isn't, a, you know, I struggle with some weird men's problem. And when we give the gospel to men, we are, ta you know, saying on the other side that this isn't for you. So we have to offer the hope of, of the gospel to both men and women for this struggle. And so, and then we, you know, for the documentary, we, we wanted to make it approachable. And so we, we made it, you know, I, I imagine there are probably some dads listening to this and maybe big on their mind is their children, sons coming up, yes. sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. We made it so that as young as you can should be able to watch this safely. So my, my mom took my 11-year-old brother 
to to the premiere. And you know, a lot of it went over his head. You know, he had had the birds and the bees conversation, but you know, like Jermichael said, it it is very easy for an eight year old, nine year old to be exposed to the horror of pornography. This documentary might be a bit much for an a ten year old, but better this than some of the other options, right? Uh, absolutely. Yes. So. Yeah, I don't know if you have any any questions kind of about the, the process or the content. Well, you, uh, Jacob, you mentioned hmm. something during lunch today that when we had lunch, that when you are sitting in church, hmm. uh, well, to describe that to our yeah. listeners. Well, so, you know, statistics are an interesting thing because they, they don't hit very hard. You know, like we, we've, Jermichael and I have read more statistics about pornography than I ever expected to in my entire life. <laughs> and so is it is it eight? Out of 10 men in the church once a month, is it, you know, six out of 10 once a week? You can run that all the way around. But the way, one of the ways that hits me so hard is many men listening to this are going to go to church this Sunday. Your pastor is going to get up over a congregation and look out at men and women. And he's going to know that well over half of them watched porn that week. If you're sitting in a pew and you look at the rows down to your right and down to your left, I guarantee you there was someone who was watching porn this week and is dying because of that sin addiction. It's the burning house fire in our churches. It's this thing that we were scared to talk about and it is such an issue. And that's, and then the reality is not everyone reads. It's hard. You guys are busy. We've got you know stuff to do. So that's, I mean, that's another reason why we wanted to make a documentary is, you know, for a church, if this is, if you're part of a church community and this is something that you care about, you can show that to a church and really get everyone on the same page and, and kind of promote that discussion, those conversations inside of either a church context or a small group context, something like that. And, and even in a family setting. Definitely. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned, uh, John Michael, about, and, and this is so true when it comes to addiction, we cannot overcome by ourselves. Talk about that for a moment. Oh man, if I tried to find freedom on my own, I would still be watching pornography today. God uses community. God uses the church. God uses good friendships, fellowship. We're not on our own, and yet we try to fight sin on our own. And it just and there's no victory in that. So, I mean, just a practical piece of advice I often say to people is if you're struggling to, like if you're feeling convicted right now, as you're listening to this and you're saying, you know, I really do, I need help. I need to open up to someone. My advice to you would be think of, you know, some of the most godly people in your life. Think of, you know, a man or two, write down their names as you're listening to this and send them a text or call them and say, can we get coffee? Let's get together. I need to tell you something and share your story with them and, and don't hold back, share it all. And even just that act of confessing your sin to a brother there's healing in that like th that is in scripture confess your sins one to another that you may be healed you may be healed and like god gives us to that to us as a tool so you got to take use of it and take courage pray the lord he will give you the strength that he needs to open up mm, that's good tell us a story about um some stuff some some guy we won't you won't share his name, but a guy that you guys have worked with and where he has been steeped mm. in struggle and sin, and now he's got victory. There's one guy that I can think of in particular. So he, he was a friend of mine, and it kind of, we were meeting, talking about the documentary. He'd watched it, kind of in that whole conversation. 
and I was talking to him and he's, he, you know, became clear he's still struggling with it. And this is so typical of sin. We, the devil loves the, the vagueness. So I started asking him, Hey, you know, how much you honestly, bro, honestly, how much you watching pornography? He's like, ah, and it kind of came out. We hammered it out. It was one, two times a month. And I was like, brother, one or two times a month is hooked on pornography. And he's like, yeah, you're right. So this, I mean, this brother in Christ, he, he, he was clear. He was honest. He was like, look, once we started talking about it, getting those facts on the table, he was like, no, you're, you're right. I'm hearing this. This is a Rubicon moment for me. And I started getting, I got into the conversation. I was like, bro, man, you need to like, cause it was, it was his phone. His, as it often is, his phone was, was where he was accessing pornography. And I was like, bro, you need to take your phone. You need to drive a nail through that thing. Like, let's, let's go fight this sin. Can't like gouge at your eyes, cut off your hands. This is important. <laughs> Anyways, we left that conversation. I was praying for my brother. A few days later, he sends me a video. And underneath the video, he, had, he typed out, faithful are the wounds of a friend. And it was him. He placed his phone on a block of wood, placed a nail on top, and smashed a nail through like glass shards splintering everywhere. And, and I was so proud of that man. I'm so grateful for, for, for the Holy Spirit for working in him because he was willing to demo a $200 phone because he was serious about his sin. And, and he was taking that, math, that passage of Matthew 5 seriously. And so like that's just a testament to, to, the, to the real work it takes to fight this addiction. I'm grateful for that story. If, he, if you don't have that conversation with him, that doesn't happen. Probably not. Probably not. So we're going to take a break, come back for one more segment to talk more about the documentary and about how you can walk in freedom here on Solid Steps Radio. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage and he can help promote your business in kentucky and southern indiana call him at 502-419-7228 that's 419-7228 or you can email him at hadley sign solutions at gmail.com that's hadley sign solutions dan hart financial if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement whether you're a year away or 20 years away dan hart can sit down come up with your plan that you uh, need to have or Talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. So as we finish up on our fourth segment, go to IntoTheLightDocumentary.com, IntoTheLightDocumentary.com to see this documentary for free. We're going to hear more about it in this next segment. So guys, uh, you have a pathway to freedom. I mean, the Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Mm. And so he wants us to walk in freedom. And yet Paul says, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mm. I mean, we can so quickly fall into slavery. Talk with us, talk with our listeners about the six kind of episodes, the six uh, chapters per se of each one and how it moves us to freedom. Yeah, absolutely. So in the documentary, each of those chapters are taken by a speaker. So, you know, if we reference the speaker, that's they're the people who are really walking through that in more detail, you know, throughout the documentary. But the, the film launches with Jeremy Pierre, and he does a really good job. And this is so important for us when we're looking at this problem. Know your enemy. Know what we're talking about here. What, what is pornography? Like, it is a distortion of God's good design. God owns sexuality. God made it. God designed it. And we break that 
on, to our peril. We don't get to just take the gifts God gives and then use them however we want to. And so, you know, Jeremy Pierre does an awesome job of really getting underneath this problem and really knowing what we're fighting against. And so he, he just killed it in that chapter. And it just, it launches, it sets up and builds the foundation for then, after we look at the problem, pointing our eyes to Jesus and just walking in, in towards the light. And then chapter two is taken by Jenny Solomon and she paints like sexuality is God's creation. He made it good and beautiful. And if we're going to talk about the bad, we first need to understand the good. If we're going to understand how the broken versions are so distorted and broken. So she just takes the beauty of God's good design. Mm. What's chapter three? Chapter three is taken by Heath Lambert. And that is a name that's probably known to a lot of people too. He wrote the book Finally Free, which is just a fantastic, fantastic book. And so he, he takes a counseling approach and his big theme is look at the heart. So he's like, when we go to pornography, often it's not just lust. There's all these underlying motivations. And, and so you might be, it might be a desire for affirmation. It might be stress. It might be all of these other subtle motivations. And one of the things Heath does really well is he says, all right, let's, 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 demystify these things. You know, you say, let's, I want to get at the heart. I want to get to the heart motivations. What does that mean? So he has this question that he asks, what are you wanting so badly that you'll sin to get it and sin if you don't get it? And so he works through that question and kind of expands that to go to try and hunt down those motivations that are driving you to pornography so that you Mm -hmm. can confess that, resist temptation, um, and do, you know, and kind of really analyze yourself to understand yourself, to strategize and know how to fight sin better. So, I mean, many times, not always, but many times our sexual sin is not about sex. Yep. There's other... There's other things that are driving this. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and it takes it takes work. It takes a, a, a cup of coffee and a long walk and a lot of prayer to start getting at, at some of those things. And again, often that's best done in the context of community. Yeah. And then chapter four is taken by Deepak Reju. And this is just a really practical chapter where <clears throat> he lays out, what does it mean to cut off access? We, we can talk about the heart. We can desire good things. But if we're leaving ourselves wide open to temptation, to pornography. It's like having, you know, drugs in your pocket as an addict and saying, oh, I'm not going to go to it. I'm not going to go to it. You can have the best intentions, but you're foolishly leaving the opportunity. So he talks about fencing off, uh, I guess, your life so that you don't have access. You need to cut it off uh, and just show that you're being serious about the sin and then replace it with good things. Uh, Give our listeners a couple examples of that. I mean, just a really practical one is there, if you have no filtering software on your phone, you've got no way to hold yourself accountable. You need to get rid of a bunch of apps. You need to delete your browser. You need to download something like Covenant Eyes. That's a filtering software that will take screenshots of your phone. And honestly, I often say to people, like, you need to get to a point, and and Garrett Kell kind of talks about this in the film. You need to get to a point where I could hold a gun to your head and you couldn't find pornography on your phone. You need to get to that place. You have to take sin that seriously. And that's hard. There's going to be sacrifice. I didn't have email. I still don't have email on my phone. People are like, wait, you can do that? I didn't have a browser on my phone for years and years. Wait, you can do that? Yes, you can. You don't need Instagram. You don't need Twitter. You don't need these other things. Get rid of it. Freedom. 
freedom. Chapter five is chapter five is a really unique chapter. So it's taken by Ellen Dicast, and one of like I love Ellen. She's so fun to work with. She's such an encouraging person, and so she kind of takes a step back and goes, "All right, look, maybe you're hearing those things. Maybe you're maybe you're like the first few weeks free of pornography that you've been in a long time." The reality of sin, the reality of pornography, even as an addiction, is that it will take time to root this out of your life. Sometimes God gives people instant freedom, and that's the once they're convicted, that's the last time, and praise God for those stories. But the reality is, for most people, it's it's like Jamichael said, two step forward, one step back, three steps back, five steps forward. It's it's hard. And so she talks, she gives a lot of encouragement for someone who's gearing up for the months and months of battle and saying, Mm. it's worth it. It is worth it to pursue holiness. It is worth it. And she gives some practical strategies on how to keep encouragement, keep doing devotions, keep doing accountability as you fight for freedom. You know, I mean, as you're talking there, Jacob, I'm reminded over and over again how Paul, especially Paul, is all, is, is saying, "Hey, it's it, we have to stand firm, mm. be on your guard, mm. take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, renew your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind." I mean, there's these ongoing mm-hmm. encouragement exhortations that are in Scripture over and over again because we're in a battle. This is this is not some little uh, tinker toys mm. battle. This is war. Mm-hmm. And this is a serious battle going on. It's a battle that, if you're in Christ, is ultimately won. Yes, it's an odd type of battle because we know where this is going, but that doesn't that doesn't take away from our responsibility through the power of the Holy Spirit, with the knowledge of the person and work of Jesus Christ, to fight and fight hard. And fighting both takes that encouragement, and then just kind of back a step. It does take those practical strategies that Jamichael just talked about about cutting off access, and so. Both of those things need to kind of work in tandem for, for the long haul. Yeah. And then number six. So the the last section of the film is really just a hopeful vision, trying to cast where are we heading? You know, we maybe you've been making some of these steps. You've been seeing freedom. You're, you're working on endurance. What are we aiming at? And really, so Garrett Kell takes this chapter, and he kind of bases a lot of it off of Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. Why? For they shall see God. That's the ultimate direction and purpose of purity. Purity is not an end in itself. It's a means to an end, which is seeing and delighting in and you know, receiving Christ himself. That's what we're aiming at when we're fighting and putting pornography to death. It's because we want to know the Lord more. An atheist can kill and get rid of pornography for all sorts of secular reasons. And in an, in an ultimate sense, that's still meaningless. As Christians, we must be we have to be replacing that with the good, with the beautiful, and pointing our hearts and our minds toward Christ. And really that the last chapter is just kind of ending in hope. That's what we want to leave people with. Okay, as we are wrapping up, I just want to thank you guys for coming. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for putting this together. Um just a, a practical a guy who's just listened to this and he has struggled with pornography. What would you say is the first thing that he needs to do? Very first thing is you need to tell someone. Like I already made that application to some degree. Yep. First, you've got to confess this sin to someone. After that, ask them to hold you accountable, particularly to cutting off sin. That's chapter four, DPAC. Then there's going to be a process of needing to get help talking to the other people in your life. If you're married, you've been hurting your wife. If 
you know, if you're not married, maybe you've been lying to your family. There are all sorts of impacts of sin. And that's really chapter one with uh, Jeremy Pierre trying to unpack that. What is the impact of your sin? And then it's the boots on the ground digging into your heart like Heath Lambert talks about. So, I mean, th- those are just really quickly some of the applications. No, that's ex- excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, John Michael, would you pray for us guys? Pray for our listeners right now and just lift us up, please. Would you yes. do that? Thanks. Father, we come to you and we are needy and we know that you are the light of the world and you say that whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Lord, we want you uh, and we, we know that you can give freedom. I pray for all the men listening to this that you would give them that and give them the courage to open up. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So there's more to talk about. And in fact, I just, they don't know this. I'm going to ad lib here. We're going to do a bonus segment. We're going to do a segment. You're going to have to hear this on the podcast. So we're going to tag this on. We've got more to talk about. And I got a couple questions I want to ask, and there's just too much to do in four segments. So if you're hearing this, there's going to be a bonus segment. Go to Facebook, SoundCloud, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and then you'll hear the podcast with the bonus content. So thank you for listening. The culture got to me before my parents did. That was a statement I heard in this past hour. Are you getting to your kids before the culture does? Thanks for listening to Solid Step Radio. With every step I take, I am standing. So if you're listening to this, you're listening to a bonus segment, and uh, you didn't hear this on the radio because it wasn't on the radio because we were just asking a few more questions to talk with the guys here about their great time on our show. So here's one of the questions I had. We didn't get to go into a lot of detail was, what kind of feedback are you getting from people who have seen the documentary? People who have seen it, not just critical uh, reviews on Rotten (laughs) Tomatoes and whether they liked it or not, but people who really it affected them and kind of helped them find freedom. Yeah, I mean, I can tell a story of, I mean... It starts out somewhat sad. Uh, I have a friend who got to know recently. Uh, he was a, a pastor and evangelist in, uh, in, in the city. And he watched the documentary and came to a small event where we, that we had with Garrett Kell. And in that event, he started crying and was opening up about how this is him. This is his story. Uh, he had been in ministry for years and years and years while sinning sexually, uh, pornography, but also just lustful thoughts and other patterns of sexual, uh, self-gratification. And after watching the documentary being at this, uh, event, the Lord convicted him and he knew that he couldn't continue in ministry. So in, in one sense, that's sad, but on the other hand, uh, by God's grace, both through the documentary and just really good mentorship afterwards, he's now been walking in freedom for months and and it's just been really cool to see even the integrity that he had to take that hard step of saying, yes, I am disqualified from serving in ministry, but I can find freedom still as well. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm so excited for my brother because I know that the Lord is doing so much in his life, restoring him. Mm. 
uh, so that he could be fit to go back and continue in ministry. And I'm just, I'm so thankful to hear those stories of freedom, people's lives being changed uh, with the documentary being kind of an impetus for that. Well, that's got to be incredible satisfying and satisfaction for you guys pouring your life into this Mm. and, and then seeing firsthand Mm. freedom. Yeah. I mean, I had one story that, um, that hit me like really hard. I I had a guy back home, you know, I I feel like we have a few stories of people that we don't know the names of that. We just get the stories. And this guy, I knew reasonably well, he was not a close friend, but a long friend. And he, um, you know, he's back home and he called me, uh, this was a few months ago and he goes, Hey Jake, can, can we, can we talk real quick? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, never called me before. And he just said, Hey, I just want to let you know something, you know, your documentary, I watched that and you don't know this, but I've been hooked on porn for 10 years and your documentary was the final push I needed to get on my knees before God and confess the sin. And I just want to let you know, this is the first four months that I've walked clean in a decade. Mm. And thank you for that. And that, man, I was crying. Like, that's like, what a, mm. a that kind of story. I mean, I'm so grateful that I get to, to hear stuff like that. Mm. I mean, another story, I mean, you guys remember the, the Asbury revival that was happening some, some months ago. You know, we heard a story of a, of a, of a guy who went there, heard, you know, Holy Spirit convicted him. I'm hooked on porn. I need to deal with this. Came back and, and the first person he saw it was his sister. And he went to his sister and said, Hey, I look, honestly, this is crazy. I'm hooked on pornography. I need help. And his sister is like, look, I don't know what to do right now, but I heard about this documentary that just came out. Let's watch it. So they both sat down, they watched this documentary and this young man within hours of being convicted by the Holy Spirit was equipped with some of these, like as, as most of the listeners have heard, or heard the section before this, these steps, these boots on the ground strategies, mm. this vision of a life free from pornography. And he was able to get that just in an hour and a half documentary. I hope, I don't know where that where God took him after that. I hope he got good accountability. I hope he got more resources, but at least it's really encouraging to me to know that he did get the full picture, at least all the handholds you need to at least start the journey. So th- those kind of stories, I mean, we can keep going, but those are really, really fun for us to hear because you're right. I mean, we spent, the thing with the documentary is we spent a year and a half hunkered down in a basement, editing, <laughs> strategizing, scripting, voiceovering, all the things. And no one knew what this was until it was finished. That's just the nature of filmmaking. So to get those affirmations that God's using this, is I, that's so exciting. Uh, and you spend in tens of thousands of dollars. Many, 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 and tens many, of many hours. Yeah, it's got to be like, oh, Lord, thank you. God is Amen. good. Yeah. Even just uh, another story that comes to mind was I was sitting in... Uh, the Southern Seminary bookstore, just doing some work. <laughs> and I hear two pastors kind of walk up by one of the bookcases and they were looking at these little pamphlets. And the one pastor said to the other, he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, I keep recommending books to my congregation, but nobody ever reads them. So I've, I've started to give them pamphlets instead. And even that's sometimes hard to get them to read. And I was like, my goodness, this is like the setup that we often talk about. Like people don't read, so we need video resources, we need podcasts. So I just got up and said, hey, I, I'm John Michael. Uh, this is the exact reason that we created a video resource for the church on the issue of pornography so that you would have something people would watch that would reach them where they are. And it's called Into Light. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I already, uh, I've already been using that in my church. I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And then I was like, oh, where are you from? And he said, I serve in Abu Dhabi. 
and uh, uh, I'm part of a pastoral ministry training thing there. So he said, in our training, over 50% of the men said they were struggling. So he said, we need to change our curriculum and include something that will help train these men to be ministers of the gospel in the United Arab Emirates. And he said, we found your, your documentary. So we're using that as part of our training. I was like, whoa, what are the odds this guy's in America, in the bookstore, and I run into him, uh-huh. and he's using it for this training. He's That's halfway, just the God. He's, he's halfway around the world. That's right. Uh, and sort of building on that, because um, you said like 50% of the men, like the, the, the depth of this problem, it's like almost difficult to, to oversell, right? So one of the things um, that Jamichael and I are, are doing now with, our, with the ministry Into the Light is that we're on track to create um, parenting resources. So kind of like Jamichael said earlier, right? It's like the devil has more tools than he's ever had before in history to twist sexuality, right? Your eight-year-old can pull out their phone and in five seconds, literally five seconds, find more naked bodies, more sinful sexuality than any human in all of history could have found in a lifetime of trying. And so that means that the faithful parent in the pew, they need to be a counselor, an addictions expert, a technologist, that's like a heavy burden for a mom and a dad mm-hmm. to try and... No one said when you got married, when you signed up to be a parent, that you would need to know what a VPN is and how to like set up router, like your router connections. And it's a lot. And so what we're setting up to, to make, and we can put some flesh and bones on this if, if you'd like, is we want to make a, a video series for parents that walks through the process of communication, of access issues, tutorials on how to shut down devices, a, f- a full package that a parent that parents can sit down, watch, and really get all the handles needed to, to tackle this problem from a parenting point of view with kids. And so, because that's just been something that people have been asking for a lot. It's, and, it's a huge problem, right? And you want to do this for free. That's the plan. And so you want to do this for free, and I'm just going to put a plug in here. Listener, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you have resources and you are able to give to this ministry, um, go to into the light ministries, uh, .ca. .ca or into the, uh, into the com, mm-hmm. um, and you, they can give. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, listeners, I, I just want to encourage you, uh, if you have resources, Give so that these two young men in their 20s can continue to produce things that are free, resources that are being used around the world for the kingdom of God and for the purity of our families and our kids. Mm. So give generously, please. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening, again, into the lightdocumentary.com, into the lightdocumentary.com for, to watch the movie. And that, is that the... Right now, the only place they can go watch it confidently, that that's the place. YouTube, it's not on YouTube right now. Uh, so I, I was just looked on YouTube. If you're going on YouTube and you think you're clicking on it, you're not. That's something uh, been pirated. It's not you all, correct? Yeah, you'll find it pretty quickly. They, yeah. These these bots just take, they'll take like the first 10 seconds and then the rest of the whole thing is a blank screen. They're yeah. trying to get you to click stuff. Yeah, so, so don't, don't, don't find it on YouTube. It's not there. Uh, so don't click on a bunch of stuff. So, but you on Facebook... Correct into the into the light documentary mm-hmm. is a all, Facebook page. All of our social medias are at Into the Light Documentary, okay. and so if you go there, you'll be very quickly pointed to the website. And like we said, it's free, and we're grateful. I'm so grateful it's free because I mean, you know, the last documentary, and we mentioned this before, we we asked, and hundreds of Christians across North America donated 
um, $85,000. So that that film is free and will remain free forever. Right. And now as we're approaching parenting resources, you know, we, tr- we trust God that he'll provide and he's done so far and he's faithful. And very grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening to this bonus content. And uh, we thank uh, Jacob and John Michael for being on. And again, thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We're there, we stay.